a perfect week for the Minnesota Wilds, a heater for Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello, and a nice little ride into the Christmas break. We discuss all that and more today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us to recap a perfect week for the Minnesota Wilds. Wild are having fun again here uh, at this point in the season. We talk about everything that's gone right. Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello are on another level. We'll give some love to Philip Gustafson as well, and we'll look ahead couple games left before the Christmas break. We'll see how the Wilds stack up against their two opponents on the road. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and joined as we typically are every Monday by Alex Micheletti. A perfect victory Micheletti Monday for you here to uh, to start off the week. Wild uh, five in a row. They sweep the homestand. Really didn't leave much doubt in any of those games, and I think perfect embodiment of where this team's at right now was Ryan Reeves and Kirill Kaprizov dressing up like Santa and an elf. Uh, This team's having a lot of fun right now, and that makes it a lot more fun to cover them than what we saw at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the team chemistry is just at another level. Um, That helps so much, Um, and, you know, the good vibes all around this team right now, and, uh, you know, the uh, NHL season, it's a long season and uh, you're going to go through, you know, roller coaster. I mean, we've seen this team at rock bottom at the beginning of the year and now they're at, you know, the highest they've, they've been. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, they're getting good goaltending, good de- good team defense. Uh, um, the offense has been spreading around and, uh, you know, Kirill Kaprizov is, and, and Matt Zuccarello are playing like some of the best players in the NHL right now. And that's, that's huge. They put the team on their back and it's uh it's a, it's a fun stretch right now to, to cover and uh, we'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, the game against the senators got a little tight at the end, but the wilds did what they needed to do. And uh, I found this stat over the weekend and I think it's just insane. The wild are five Oh and Oh when playing teams on the second night of a back to back. Now that stat probably not crazy but when the wild are in that situation themselves and they are the team playing the second game of a back-to-back they are also 5-0-0 and so they're taking care of business against tired teams and they're finding ways to win in that same situation and it was the same thing against Ottawa they got out to an early lead a uh, nice charge by the Senators there at the end but the Wilds got the empty netter from Freddie Goudreau to seal it and that Ottawa team coming in, they were on a nice run themselves, and they had one of the most lethal power plays in the entire NHL, and the Wild shut them down. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, you take advantage of these teams on back-to-back and and get your two points um, because this West is so close right now. Every point is going to matter. 
Um, and you know, they're, they're just getting great goaltending too. Um, you know, and, uh, they're beating, they're beating the bad teams. That's, yep. that's the most important thing. When you, when you get your Chicago's, um, you, you know, Ottawa, Ottawa's a lot more talented than Chicago, but, uh, they're another bad team. That's not going to make the playoffs in the East. Um, and so, you, you know, continue to take advantage. Uh, they caught Detroit at a perfect time too. Um, Detroit's, you know, uh, on a really tough stretch right now. And they were on a back-to-back. They played in Carolina the night before. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's really fun to see. Um, and most importantly is they're winning at home too, because at the beginning of the year, they were not winning at home. And, you know, you were getting, hearing boos a little bit and just uh, fans frustrated, um, you know, uh, why aren't we winning at home, you know? And, uh, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's huge, huge right now. It's, it's fun to see every aspect of this team, uh, you know, being in, in good, good spot right now. It's not just one thing, you know, uh, you know, keeping them, uh, where they're at right now. It's, it's a full team effort. Yeah. And it's, I don't see anything that suggests it's not sustainable. I mean, I don't think Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello are going to score at this level the entire season. But we've seen the secondary scoring. Jared Spurgeon had a goal. Freddie Goudreau had an empty netter. Goudreau has had, I think, four goals in the last five games. Something to that effect. Sam Steele has been chipping in. So you've got guys up and down the lineup. And if you get the kind of goaltending that the Wild have had, as you alluded to, it doesn't matter how many goals you score because your goaltender is likely not giving up a ton. Get this for Philip Gustafson. He's 6-0-0 in his last six, six starts. Since his win streak began on November 19th, Gustafson leads the NHL with a 1.48 goals against average and ranks second with a 945 save percentage. We didn't really know what to expect from Gustafson coming into the season, and he has had some of those moments throughout the year where you can see some of the youth and just like he had the one where he wasn't really sure if he needed to to get the stoppage to corral the puck. He kind of was trying to, to give it to a teammate and that ended up leading to an extended stretch right in front of the net for the Senators, I believe, led to a goal. But, you know, you're going to get that with young goaltenders by and large for the, the rest of, of the games. He has been fantastic. Yeah, credit to him putting in the work, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, especially that Colorado game. None of us will ever forget that where he was just letting soft goals left and right. And so I was really worried about him, but he's really turned it around and, uh, um, you know, he's proven me wrong for sure. And it's uh, it's fun to see. And you're going to need both of your goalies. Uh, You know, Mark Andre cannot play 65 games. And so um, if it gets closer to an even split, it keeps uh, Flurry. Um, in good shape too. I mean, we've already seen Flurry get hurt once, um, so you don't want to see that happen again. Um, and yeah, it, he's been a real backbone of this team, and uh, you know, has been a big part of this winning streak. And uh, I'm sure he's going to get a chance this week too, because the Wild are on a back-to-back. Um, and so, again, uh, it's that's two opponents in San Jose and Anaheim that uh, that you should really get your four points there for sure yeah for the break like you you don't want to sweat those out at all and I know and I'm trying this is something I'm trying to ingrain in my head as we go throughout the season is that you're not gonna have your best stuff every night they're just there's so much ebb and flow throughout the course of the week throughout the course of the game 
that there are going to be times where a team that you are supposed to beat simply brings it in a way that you're not expecting. And so looking at those two games, and we'll talk about those two ends today's show, I'm trying to kind of, I'm trying to go more with the, hey, we did what we needed to do to get the win. Um, because they're just the NHL just has been insane this year. Sports in general have just been insane over the uh, this the course of this season. So try not to get too caught up in like the well, we should have just blown this team out. Doesn't always work that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've seen so many crazy comebacks in sports, like you mentioned, and so um, just you know, hashtag find a way. Um, you know. Um, and and get get your four points, uh, you know, and don't give don't give San Jose or Anaheim any thought of uh, you know if they get a lead that they can win the game. Uh, yeah, you know, even though those two teams look like they are squarely in the race for Connor Bedard, uh, you know, those two and definitely Chicago and Arizona, um, all Western Conference opponents, um, and so get your wins. That is uh, going to be a theme the rest of the way for sure. Yeah, let's let's just have a repeat of Friday against Chicago for both Anaheim and San Jose where it's like, hey, it feels like the Sharks are doing some decent things out there on the ice or the Ducks are doing some decent things out there on the ice, but it's not a game that you have to even mildly sweat. Like I was more perturbed that Chicago scored than anything else, but it's not like it was something where you're like, Okay, they got it to within a goal. This could be a problem. Yeah, these uh, these two teams. It's so weird because they have some really high end quality on their teams, mm-hmm. but as an overall team, it's just a train wreck. No, uh, you know, defensively, uh, and the goaltending for both teams has been absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, you look at San Jose; they have one of the one of the best goal scorers I think in in the league, in Timo Meyer. Um, and Eric Carlson just got his 700th point, um, and Tomas Hurdle. Um, so, you know, they have some quality and then, uh, you know, Anaheim, uh, Troy Terry is a heck of a player. Same thing with Zegris. Um, they just, like we mentioned, just the goaltending has not been up to par and that's it's real that's bad. Killing, killing both of their, <laughs> both of them. And they'll be in the running for Bedard and Fentilli. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see that race too. <laughs> That they're they're going to be right up there. Chicago and Arizona are going to be right up there. There are going to be a lot of teams that try to get right up there that will fail. But thankfully, the Wilds. Um, well, I guess depending on which depending on which way you look at the coin, if you want the Wild to be able to come up with players like Bedard, you're going to have to go through seasons like this. So I guess bright side is that we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But Still, some good players that those guys will get as compensation, I guess, for all the losses. But two players that have really made an impact to make sure that the Wild aren't in that situation is Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. We'll talk about the run that they are on. We'll also talk about the Sammy Walker demotion and Ryan Hartman getting put back into the lineup. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Athletic Greens. And our next partner has a product I use literally every day of the week. I started taking AG1 because it simplifies your vitamin and supplement routine every day. 
With just one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Plus, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. It is also tried and tested with over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, especially today when I'm sure we will hear plenty about the Minnesota Vikings' crazy comeback against Indianapolis over the weekend. So make sure you tune in and follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. Taking a look at two players that have had a real big impact on the Minnesota Wild season so far. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. Check out these numbers for the month of December. Kirill, six goals, nine assists. 15 points in 10 games, and Matt Zuccarello, 7 goals, 9 assists, 16 points in 10 games. Somehow outdoing both of their paces from last season. Now, with Kirill, if we recall last year, it took him a little while to start putting the goals in the net. But he has not had that problem this year. And that was one of the big things coming into this year is who are going to be the guys that replicate their career performances. And no shock, Kirill and Matt Zuccarello look to be on pace to do just that this year. Yeah, it was amazing uh, when you look back at when uh, Paul Fenton signed Matt Zuccarello as a free agent. Everybody's like, why are we signing this guy? (laughs) Uh, He's washed up. He's way past his prime when he was with the New York Rangers. And he's been absolutely incredible uh, ever since. Uh, you know, it was a slow start for for him, but uh, you know, he's found amazing chemistry with uh, with Krill. And uh, you saw before that game that uh, that great picture of uh, Krill waving at Zuccarello's uh, daughter. Um, yeah, they, those two are just uh, electric together, and uh, um, it doesn't. It seems like it doesn't matter who you play with them. Uh, you know, with those two, um, you look at Sam Steele. He had two assists today too. So he's he's getting in on the action. Uh, Freddie's been there for a bit too, and and Hartman obviously. And uh, yeah, it's uh, they're really putting the 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 team on their back and uh, you know trying to get the Wild as far as as possible. And uh, it, you know, it doesn't seem uh, it doesn't seem real that Kirill Kaprizov is on this team. Uh, I know. Uh, He's uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. You, you know, you take a look at all the other superstars in this league and to the wild to finally have one, their first one since uh, Marion Gabrick. It's amazing. He's definitely the best player in franchise history. And 
Um, I really want to see him get, you know, 50 plus goals. Uh, that was one of my predictions this year. And, uh, you know, he's at a really good pace right now. And, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see if he can do it. Yeah, it's it was great uh, yesterday because he got into that mode where you just you kind of see that look in a player's eyes and you're like, okay, get out of the way because Kaprizov is just he's just on another level. That feed to Jared Spurgeon to set up his goal was ridiculous. In between the legs yeah. of that Sens defense. It's and I spoke Z tweeted the the video of it and I responded to his tweet and said that's the most casual between the legs pass you'll ever see in your life. And the finish by Spurgeon too, just a little backhand. Yeah. Uh, that was that was nasty. Just just unbelievable. That feed from Sam Steele to Matt Zuccarello on his goal was gorgeous too. And you know that's that's been the big refrain with that line is that they've got the speed to be able to just continually push against their opponents. And I I would not want to be a goalie if you've got even two of those guys bearing down on you uh, coming into the offensive zone because. Good luck trying to stop it. Yeah, I mean, uh, for Bill Guerin, uh, guys like Sam Steele, uh, Freddie Goudreau, uh, Boldy's not getting paid very much right now. Uh, he needs uh, he needs those uh, low uh, low salary and entry level guys to um, to help contribute to the offense. Um, and so far, so good with that. Um, you know, you know, you even have fourth line guys uh, contributing big time, and Connor Dewar leading uh, league in shorthanded points. And so it's huge, and uh, Gustafson's not making a whole lot of money either, and so he's contributing to, to wins right now. And, uh, yeah, they're going to need it, uh, you know, because they're still in, in, in buyout uh, purgatory for a couple more years. So um, it's really nice to see um, guys – uh, uh, you know, with low low deals uh, stepping up big time. Well, and that's and that's the formula too. Is maybe all of those guys, with the exception of Matt Boldy, you can go to those players after a season like this, and you can say, "Hey, we're going to meet you in the middle. We want to keep you around, so we're going to give you X to stay." And maybe if they play it out for another year, they get a little more. But there's also the risk that they don't replicate that performance and you end up leaving money on the table. So if these guys continue to produce in this way, and I, I think Philip Gustafson especially, Bill Guerin's got to just be licking his chops because he is starting to he's gonna start to look at all these players and say, Hey, we can just do all these bridge deals to keep these guys around and not have to worry about really breaking the bank. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, too, because, you know, they might have to move a defenseman that's making a good good amount of money. So that's 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 going to be one to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, they're going to be having Brock Faber come in uh, once the gopher season is is done, too. And, uh, you know, that'd be huge for for a playoff run, uh, adding a guy like him to the lineup because he could be playing for this wild team right now. He wanted to try to win a national cha uh, championship and, uh, you know, he could make an impact like Kale McCarr did for Colorado when he went from the frozen four right into their lineup and he scored in his first, first game. So, um, you know, Brock might not have the flair that Kale McCarr does, but, um, defensively he is right there with them. So yeah, be fun, to, fun to see him play in the playoffs. And he won't, uh, he won't casually flip the puck up into the seats and take a delay of game penalty, or in this case, knock the net off. It's more, okay, I'm going to stop myself <laughs> right there 
because I know my first reaction was he did it again, but then I looked and I saw that he was actually pushed into the net, so I'm I'm willing to let that one slide, but that snaps a string of like 13 consecutive games that Matt Dumba has had a penalty where you're just like... Yeah, it's like, uh, please don't be back-breaking. Because uh, like, we've seen it happen where the other team scores immediately after he gets right yeah. in the box. Like, oh, great, a hooking penalty up by one with three minutes to play. <laughs> right. Thanks. Yeah, yeah great. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, we should talk about the big move that was made. I know there was a lot of reaction on Twitter, and I promised some people that we would discuss it at length. Sammy Walker sent back down to Iowa. Ryan Hartman activated off of injured reserve. And a lot of people, and honestly, I can't really blame them, saying, why the heck are you sending Sammy Walker down considering what he just did for that Boldy line? But this was always going to be the end results for Walker at this point because you have Ryan Hartman coming back. Brandon Duhame is getting close. And so those guys are taking those roster spots. How the playing time works out is yet to be determined. But, yeah, it was it was a fantastic showing for Walker over those few games. But he's not going to take that spot from Ryan Hartman. No way. Um, you know, he. the good thing is he at least showed that he can play in the NHL um, because there was always, uh, you know, you know, skepticism. Can he can you do what he's doing at the AHL level at the NHL level? And, um, you know, he showed, he, you know, didn't miss a beat. Um, and he's another guy that proved me wrong and, uh, you know, good, good for Sammy. Um, but you know, this team meets Ryan Hartman, um, you know, it, you know, they look at how well they, they played with him, you know, last year. Um, yeah. and so they need him and, you know, Brandon Duhame, uh, at this point, uh, um, you know, deserves, um, a spot up, up here too. And, uh, you know, the guy that might be the odd guy out, you know, once everybody's back, it could be Reeves, um, you know, just, uh, just cause I think you want Duhame in the lineup more, more than Reeves, but, yeah. you know, also the team has been, been playing really well with Reeves in the lineup. So, you know, Dean's going to have some really difficult decisions, uh, you know, I, I'd hate to see Connor Dewar get pulled um, just because of how well he plays on the penalty kill. And, uh, you know, it's just – it's going to be very difficult. Um, but it's a good problem to have. You know, it's better to have NHL-quality guys than, you know, you know you see all these other teams with a lot of young guys or, or, or a ton of AHL, and it's, it's not pretty. Um, it's hard to watch. Um, so um, they at least have the hashtag depth. Um, you know, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Anson Carter. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a good problem to have for sure. It is. And I think it allows some versatility. Obviously you're not going to have those guys playing every night. Maybe you go up against a team that offers more speed and you roll with Duhame, Dewar and Shaw. Maybe another night there's a team that's more physical and then you end up doing that. But like I was, I was talking to a couple people on Twitter, and let's say there's an injury on the grief line. Brandon Duhame can step in and fill in on that line. We know that because he's mm-hmm. done it. And so there is, much like we didn't see last year, there is roster flexibility for this team this year so that if somebody were to sustain an injury, you've got people that you can plug in to those different roles to fill in, and yeah, there may be a dip in production, but 
you're mostly going to get the same things that you would if the starters were there because guys have played at those spots already so far this season. So depth is key. Depth is key. Depth is key. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. I would imagine if somebody gets hurt that Walker is probably going to be the first call back. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, and he, he's proven it. Um, and so, um, you know, he brings uh, an element to to the team that is much needed as speed. And uh, we, we've seen him draw multiple, you know, penalties. Uh, and so that that's huge, uh, especially when you're a guy that's trying to to prove himself at the next level um, is to not take penalties, to draw penalties if you can, bring bring uh, spark, bring some energy. Um, and, uh, you know, he looked uh, like he belonged. Um, and so that's huge. And uh, like you said, with the roster flexibility, um, you know, if you play him with a guy like Matt Boldy, um, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, he's not afraid to, to play with a guy like that. Um, so it's huge. Um, and, um, you know, we've, we've seen that, you know, uh, the center depth too is not where we were. We'd always like it to be. Uh, but you know, these guys are starting to play with other guys and, mm-hmm. uh, if they have to play with them, they've played with them before. And so that's huge. You know, like, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, Goudreau's played with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, Sam Steele has. Um, and so, yeah, there's, and obviously Ryan Hartman. And so, um, you know, guys are inter- interchangeable on this team uh, because there's uh, a lot of guys that you wouldn't think are top six, but they're playing in a top six role. Um, and that's just the wild situation with yeah. with, uh, with the buyouts and not having the amount of money to, to go, you know, find another high, high paying center. Um, and so the wild are just, you know, like I said, hashtag finding a way. Um, and so, um, you know, Dean's, uh, Dean's got his, uh, uh, work work cut out for him too. Just uh, keeping everybody together. Yeah, it's it's just trying to to keep the lineups as optimized as you possibly can. And so we'll get a chance to see the wild hashtag find a way with a couple of games coming up this week. We'll talk about those and uh, we'll look ahead to the rest of the year as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild. After this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol joined by Alex Micheletti to finish off a victory Micheletti Monday. And only two games on the schedule for the Wilds before the Christmas break. You've got the Anaheim Ducks, who are 9, 20, and 3. And I can... um, I can make you feel worse about it if I just go a little deeper into the numbers here. Anaheim so far this season is playing their best hockey at home, 5 and 7, but they have been outscored by 56 goals so far this season. And so that's as the start of the back-to-back. We've seen the Wilds do pretty well. I think what happened the last time these two teams played was just what we talked about before the game was that the wild were looking at Dallas and kind of just assuming that they could, uh, could show up and uh, come away with the win. But it's not like they, they don't have Dallas on the other end of this game. Again, it's the San Jose sharks. And so you should avoid the trap game in this one, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. You have to show up. Um, and, 
you know, uh, you know, being on the road, uh, so you get the flight there and, uh, um, you know, keep, uh, keep the shifts, uh, short, um, and, uh, don't give them any life. Don't, don't let them get the lead. You don't want, you don't want to be chasing these underdogs, um, because if they, um, you know, if they start to give up one or two goals, um, you know, then things fall apart. You take a look at what happened to San Jose, uh, last night and, you know, they play Calgary and, uh, you know, now it's five to one. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and Calgary scored a couple goals, like two and 16 seconds. And so, um, yeah, you just try to bury these, these te- two teams, um, and don't give them any hope. Um, as far as goalie goes, I have no idea what to expect here because it looks like, and I don't know if he was hurt, but it looks like John Gibson came out of or came into the uh, the loss to Toronto in which they lost 7 nothing, But if it is Gibson, he's got a goals against average in December just under four. Season goals against average is just under four. Um, just test those goalies, whoever it may be. Test them, shoot lots of shots, and the goals will come. Yeah, um, we saw the last time the Wild played San Jose that, uh, you know, it, the Wild gave him a little bit of life at the end. And uh, that was that was a frustrating one against San Jose in, in the shootout. Uh, um, and so, um, you know, old friend Nico Sturm had a, had a good game against the Wild the last time these two teams played. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, continue to get that solid goaltending. And, uh, you know, the special teams has been phenomenal. Um, and both of these two teams, uh, both San Jose and Anaheim, will give the Wild a lot of chances um, on the power play. And so take advantage. Uh, and, uh, you know, in a hostile environment, both uh, both these two teams, uh, you know, just get, get your four points and get this lead to seven in a row because that would be – incredible um and you start to you know you want to hang with uh the surprising winnipeg jets um and and dallas because you got them the the following week um so get get your easy wins when we when you can like we talked about yeah i will say too the the run that the first line is on right now there's nobody on either anaheim or san jose that's going to be able to contend with that and so it may be a situation where you just kind of ride that hot hand to get you through these games, to get you into the break, and then you come out of the break on the road against the Winnipeg Jets, and the Jets are still up near the top of the division. They're in second place, but the Wild have very much narrowed the gap. And it's looking like at this point, now I don't want to discount Colorado because they're dealing with just every injury under the sun, but St. Louis Blues, it seems like every time they gain any sort of positive momentum, they just give it right back with like a seven or eight game losing streak. Nashville has lost six in a row. Uh, it, it's We're already starting to, before the calendar flips to 2023, we're starting to see a separation between the teams that will be fighting it out for a spot and the teams that are not going to be able to do that this year. And it's nice to see that the Wilds are are trending towards being part of that group that's going to fight it out. Yeah, 100%. Um, and uh, like we've talked about, uh, you know, take take your easy wins when you can. Uh, you know, when you're playing these teams on, uh, on the back end of a back-to-back, which seems to be happening a lot, uh, 
um, get get those two points. Don't let the other team get get it to uh, get it to overtime, you know, and uh, and get and let them get a point. Um, and you know, you're seeing teams that are really struggling. Uh, Nashville, who always seems to have the wild number, but uh, uh, for whatever reason, um, but you know, they're relying on guys uh, that had a lot of success in their past, but. You know, you, you know, is is Granlin and Niederreiter are they top six at this point in their careers? No, um, and they rely so much on Roman Yossi and uh, you know their goaltending Saros. He plays so much. I think he gets tired sometimes, yep. and uh, they have uh, you know some key defensemen that are hurt. Uh, you know, McDonough, and so it you know it's it's tough um, and. Uh, for whatever reason, the Wild, uh, when they play Winnipeg, they they seem to have a Hellbuck's number. So, be interesting to say see if they uh, start Riddick uh, against the Wild the next time or not. But uh, and and Dallas uh, Ottinger is, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it's a, it's a roller coaster for him against the Wild for sure. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a circus down the stretch. And so, buckle up. 2022 started off in a very crazy way, but uh, the team has righted the ship since. 18-8-2, if you take away, you can't take it away, but I'm choosing to, with revisionist history, take away the first three games of the season. 18-8-2 since that start. So playing much better. We hope it continues, and we'll see what happens after the two games this week. That is going to conclude today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So uh, make sure now that your first listen of the day is done, you hit play on the Locked On Sports Today podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on in the entirety of the wide world of sports, or as we should probably call it, the crazy world of sports. All the recaps you can possibly handle all in one place, uh, all available on your favorite podcast platforms, just like Locked On Wild. So make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube, all your favorite podcast platforms, all of the social media platforms that exist. We're everywhere, and uh, we are continuing to bring you content all the way through the season with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.